Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Dawn of X podcast. Yeah, I am your host, Nick, accompanied by my co-host, Josh, baby. Uh, this is our first episode, man, so we gotta tell you why we're doing this. This podcast, you gotta tell me why I'm doing it. <laughs> more importantly, yes, <laughs> why are you editing and producing yes. all this? So, we are doing this podcast because we love X-Men. We do. And we've been unhealthily so. Yes. And we've been so inspired by this current Hickman run of House of X and Power of X that we just feel like we need an excuse to get together and talk about it on a regular basis. Yeah. Yep. So kind our of. our friendship is dependent on microphones being in our face. Yeah, kind yeah. of, because you live farther away from me. Yeah. So we have an excuse <laughs> so our significant others can't get too pissed at us. Yeah, man, we're doing stuff. <laughs> So the way this podcast will work, we're going to try and make it like a bi-weekly podcast where we go over the new books from this current Dawn of X uh, Hickman run. But before that, we're going to go deep dive into everything that happened. When I say everything, I mean the major stuff (laughs) of everything that happened in House of X and Power of X because it's totally changed everything in the mutant world, I'd say, in the Marvel Universe. (laughs) It's changed everything in my world too, man, let's be honest. And... Throughout this podcast, we'll definitely do some special episodes like movie reviews for X-Men stuff from the past. And when from that the Disney future. Plus comes out, if they got that X-Men series in there, we'll, <laughs> yeah. just, we'll, we'll be binge watch animated series. Yeah, we'll just do like a weekly episode of just <laughs> me remembering being a kid and you pretending like you remember when it was out. <laughs> I do, sir. I do. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, we'll do our thing that we do in private all the time, which is me explaining Wait, to what? you. <laughs> we can't do that on the mics. They well, we can. It Lots of squishing. It won't translate. <laughs> but when I explain to you a comic book run that I read, yeah. and I just tell you everything that happened yeah. in it. I can that... explain to you the Bendez run, which would be good Yeah, that'd bad. be good, because, I mean, I am... Um, so I guess, do you, you want to kind of start with this intro part about talking about our, like, our love of the X-Men? Yeah, totally. Because like you just mentioned, you'd be like filling in some gaps in the more recent years. Yeah. And by recent, two, like 2010 probably is when I stopped really paying attention. Yeah, and I was definitely reading hardcore then. So. And, um, so yeah, I did, I read X-Men growing up a lot. Like late 80s, 90s, early 2000s run was like, that was all my... When I kept up with X-Men. For a long time, my only, like, pools were X-Men. You know, like, all the X titles. So then I went away, man. Then I left <laughs> the X-Men. Not my heart. Yeah. I still love the X-Men dearly. It's a lot of but books. I was in so many books. <laughs> so, yeah, I most recently came back. Uh, I think last year I started getting back into it, or early this year. And thank God for that Marvel Unlimited subscription. And I'm, like, really, like... Just catching up. I'm run, reading through all the the Claremont run of Uncanny right now and New Mutants, which we've talked about is like yeah. good and bad because it's aged kind of. It's kind of dated. Some of it is, and some of it is like, wow, this really still holds really up. Good. You know, like character wise. Like, oh yeah, man, they they did a lot back then. Definitely. <laughs> like, so they got away a lot with a lot, and so yeah, I, I'm catching up that way on X Men, and now I've gotten to the point where like it's reminded me of all the things I loved when I was younger. So yeah. now I'm like jumping back. I'm like, Oh man, I'm going to go read more like generation X real quick. Or I'm going to read uh <laughs> new X-Men. The, the game. Yeah. I am doing, yeah, I've been reading the Grant Morrison because that was one of the last things I remember vividly Yeah, as an X-Men fan. I really liked the Grant Morrison run. That's not why I left. I'm not one of those people <laughs> like, I hate Grant Morrison's X-Men. No, I loved it. So I'm reading But if you hate it, too. I kind of get it. Like it's weird. <laughs> Dude, I'm totally reading it right now. And I'm like, 
why did I love this? Yeah. And it's just like one minute, one thing's happening. And the next minute it's like, man, the, I feel like I missed the bird guy. Seven. The pixie had eggs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a wild run and I, I love it still. Yeah. Um, All right, so I, tell me about your X-Men life. I've loved X-Men long as I can remember since the nineties cartoon, of course, mm-hmm. uh, I've collected the comics for quite some time, but I never like month by month, you know, knew the storyline. I just get yeah. a few random issues and sure. read that. Yeah. And my when I started getting a real deep dive was probably 2008, okay. around that time. That is cool, because that was about the same time I was like, I'm not keeping up anymore. Like, probably 2006 or seven. Exactly. Basically, my fandom really kicked into high gear right after House of M, because I want to know what House of M was. Yeah. And I feel like it was a really good era, because it was more concise mm-hmm. about what the mutant world's like. There's only, like, I think it was 300 mutants left yeah, at the time. I mean, after uh, what Wanda did. And before that, I always loved Josh Whedon, and Josh Whedon had a great run of X-Men. So I got to read that growing yeah, up. Yeah, the Astonishing X-Men run. Yeah. I, did, I, I did read his. Fantastic. I was still there, yeah. That was such a good... And it was such a good, like, jumping on point, too. Yeah, it was, it was kind of meant for that, yeah, too. so, so good. I didn't read Grant Morrison stuff until somewhat recently, because I've mm-hmm. always loved Grant Morrison, but I was yeah. always, like, almost intimidated of, like... As you should be. Yeah, like, oh, boy. And there was a sale on the Ultimate Collections. There was, like, mm-hmm. only three of them. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'll get them all. Go and I started it. reading it, and, like, you get Cassandra Nova. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> like, like, all her business. I still believe she's somehow involved in i do i think it's a hint i think it's like two hints that make me think that too but we'll get to that for sure uh so yeah (laughs) we both love x-men uh i play the video games i like unlike most people for some reason i like most of the movies i think for a majority the movies are really good yeah that's one thing we both agree on movie wise is i don't think either of us hate the movies with a passion that some other x-men fans do definitely i get again huge lover of the x-men and i get if like you feel like that's not your X-Men. Yeah. It doesn't represent your favorite characters well. And you're right. It doesn't. For the it, most it part, is, probably, it yeah. Is, <laughs> it is vastly changed. But I still I still enjoyed them. But I also think I was at that age when the first one came out that it was like, oh, my God, they're finally doing X-Men movies. You know, yeah. like it was like X-Men is everything to me and this is awesome. Yeah, and I remember I was, being in middle school watching yeah. the first movie in theaters and being blown away because I'm yeah. watching Sabretooth and Wolverine fight right? on the Statue of like, Liberty. And you like, never had that gonna, before. I ain't going to be mad at it. <laughs> no. You know, like... And I think that's the attitude I've gone in with almost every X-Men movie since. Is, I ain't going to be mad at it. No, because like, Even it's X3, I'm like, this is ridiculous. I yeah. ain't mad at it. You got Beast good. running around. That's fun. Yeah. I don't care that it looks <laughs> awful. That's fun, man. There's Beast. And from what I understand, we're like the only people who liked Dark Phoenix. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm at the point where I don't hate Dark Phoenix. I don't know if I like it. Like I it, like but it. Like, yeah. I'm gonna watch it again. I'm probably gonna if it goes on sale for Black Friday. You know, that's when I get all my. Exactly. Movies. That's what I'm kind of waiting for yeah, too. Actually, so, like, if, it, if it hits sale on Black Friday, I'll buy that shit. <laughs> all right. So right now we're doing this podcast because we really love this Hickman run. I've loved Hickman's writing since he started Avengers. And if you read Avengers, you see a lot of similarities. He did Avengers and New Avengers, and they're basically one book, much like House of X and mm-hmm. Power of X. And that run of Avengers is probably my favorite run. And it lasted for about two or three years, and it led to Secret Wars, a massive event. And, like, you know Hickman has a plan. There's stuff from the very first issue of Avengers that mattered in Mm -hmm. Secret Wars. And that's just the way he writes. And I love it because it makes you... It makes every issue important and rewards you for sticking around the whole time. And I feel like not every comic book writer does that. No, certainly not. And And with that... In mind, though, I think it's a good point to state that I am an X-Man fan. Yeah. <laughs> and Nick is an X-Men fan, but also a comic book fan yes. more than I am. So, like, I know X-Men. <laughs> and, Spider-Man. and Spider-Man, yeah. And I know a lot about Spider-Man. 
for all other <laughs> related Marvel <laughs> events, I will sit here quietly as Nick explains it to yeah. all of us. Yeah, that, that's usually how it goes in our <laughs> friendship. I'm actually more of a DC guy growing up right now. Like, as an adult, I'm more in a DC. Mm-hmm. But X-Men, okay. you're always going to be wrong about things. It's yeah. fine, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but also, we know for the past, I'd say maybe five years at least, they've been doing the X-Men wrong in the Marvel they've been doing them comic. Dirty universe yeah they've tried to replace them with inhumans yeah and i didn't and i like inhumans i wasn't reading at that point and i think you told me about it and i was like well i'm certainly not reading that bullshit yeah and they didn't really care about the x-men because they didn't own the movie rights yeah. and ike promoter who's a piece of shit would get involved and say don't promote the x-men and they wouldn't and they Wait, pushed is that the, the, the trump supporting guy who owns yeah. marvel right now yeah fuck yeah. that guy yeah Ike promoter sucks but um he would be one of the key people saying, don't promote the comic anymore. He canceled Fantastic Four, you know, stuff like that. So all from petty, hey, we don't own yeah. the movies. The movie rights that we sold yeah. in the first place so we wouldn't go bankrupt. <laughs> We're not going to get mad that we don't own it. And they tried to really push the Inhumans. Business, man, business. Yeah. They tried to push the Inhumans. And again, I like the Inhumans. I like the cosmic side of uh How'd you of like Marvel. that uh, TV show, huh? Listen, we're not talking about the show. The show was very bad. One of the worst I've ever seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> but they didn't show appreciation X-Men. But now they have the movie rights back. Mm-hmm. And they are giving that So all love. of a sudden they love mutants again. Yeah, all of a sudden. Really, really convenient how they love mutants again. And <laughs> I thought when they started this, they try and make it like accessible for new fans. Oh, you know, Hell no. No. Like, <laughs> Which is good. Yeah. I'm reading this where I'm like, they kept telling our asses this is a jumping on point. <laughs> like, this is a jumping on point if you've read X-Men in the past 10 years, yeah. maybe. More, but if you've bit. never read X-Men... You're so confused. <laughs> you'd be like, what the shit? Well, a buddy of mine who might end up being a guest one day on this podcast, uh, he generally knows X-Men. I have to approve it first. Yes, I have to approve of all of his friends. Um, he... Still I asked sure him, I of do, you, <laughs> do you know in general what the X-Men are? Do you know Moira? That's very important. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I have a general idea. So I gave him the books now and he's reading it right now. And that's the kind of view you have to have. If you have a general idea, if you've mm-hmm. read a little bit enough and you know the gist of the characters. But if yeah. you've never read X-Men, no, man. no, do not start with this. No. Start with like, I don't know. I actually start with Josh Whedon. Yeah, the only people I can see this being a true jumping on point for is if you never read the books, but you have a fairly vivid memory of the cartoon. Yeah, that's fair. Because then I, you'd be like, oh, I remember Moira. Yeah, she was important. Or I remember Apocalypse is cool. You know, like yeah. a lot of the key characters here, I think, have that like core animated series background to them. So, yeah, I mean, that's the only people I can see being like truly. Let's jump on right here and know what the hell's happening. But speaking on jumping on right here, let's jump on to the first issue, right, House let's of pull X. That motherfucker up. So a lot of people didn't know what to think. I knew okay, it's gonna be deep cuts Hickman, and from what the rumors I heard is he has full control over all the mutant related stuff. Sure, because they didn't want him to go to DC. No. So fair. I mean, um, I had never read him, so like I was getting a little bump or not like a little worried about the hype. I was like, oh man, this is too much. Like, yeah. <laughs> Man, I remember texting you after reading this first one, being like, never mind. And I remember the feeling at my local comic book store, Docking Bay 94, uh, that the guys who owned it and the people reading it in the store were all like in shock. Like Everyone knew this is special. Like This is going to change everything. So in the very first issue, we have a very new status quo in House of X number one. We see that the mutants have their own island uh, of Krakoa. They have their own... They're trying to get their own 
independence basically mm-hmm. they're inviting people from different countries to come and see what they have yeah. and say listen we'll give you technology we'll give you medicine yeah, man. and you give us independence simple as that yeah but they also if I remember correctly we didn't even see xavier really in the first issue it was like they met magneto yeah magneto was the envoy that they met yeah when they went to krakoa but the very first Ma- page was the very first page is yeah um xavier reaching out and getting people out of eggs which we'll get into mm-hmm. very soon i prefer pods I pods think. Eggs I, feels I, a little weird. they call it eggs yeah they are <laughs> eggs <laughs> um which was to me i was like what the hell is this first yeah. page like and why? it was very clear in the beginning that i was like man that's scott and gene yes coming out of there like you would think what the fuck is going so on so why why would they be yeah. coming out of there so in that first issue we see everything's shifting and the part where i knew everything was different was the part where uh, cyclops saw the fantastic four mm-hmm. and when he said give me back Sabretooth," and they said no and it, like you felt that moment of like he's not asking <laughs> and no he's the it, it, i had strong vibes of like revolutionary cyclops yeah yes my but favorite then, version <laughs> yeah mine too but then um then how like just kind of like Still, he was like he was off. Like yeah. the way I kept describing it after is like everybody's off a little bit. Everyone, yes, <laughs> and they still are. Yes, for a reason. I think I know because now. we'll get to I mean, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, like so. Go ahead, finish yes. your summary. So, in that moment, I really liked it because he kind of like gave him permission to take Sabretooth mm-hmm. and then also reminded them, "Hey, your son is always welcome." Yeah, because his son is a super powerful mutant. Yeah, and mm-hmm. in that same issue, Franklin Richards, we get what exactly an omega level mutant is you right get a breakdown. that was cool that was a really I, as as an old time x-man fan like from back in the day it, like they started throwing that word around I feel like yeah, a lot in like, the time. 90s and <laughs> it had no meaning so having it like Broken clinically down. almost or like like scientifically written out in that way it's like all right cool well that was also our first taste of uh hickman's charts oh, <laughs> for better charts, or worse man. Like <laughs> I didn't hate him. I didn't hate I didn't, him. I didn't or hate the narrative him. parts. I was like, ah, it's cool. It's cool. I get why he does it. It's almost like he's covering his own ass. Where it's like, here's the breakdown of why I did what I did. Yeah. And now, good luck to another writer trying to demolish it because no, I just I, broke down yeah. why it's important. And it, it's also good here because like, there's so much he's trying to set up before we get to this next run of books. Yeah. That it gives him a faster way to do that while also still being like kind of creatively intriguing. Where it's also like a clinical report. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I want to who's writing these reports. You know, like a lot of them. A mixture. Like where, yeah. Like yeah. where are they coming? Because they all have like the Krakoa like indexing system to it, right? Yes. Like, or like some kind of indexing system yeah. to it. And it tells you when it's like Sinister or Moira mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that. So also we find out that a lot of, I guess statistical beliefs if that makes any sense mm-hmm. of like hey if genosha was never destroyed mutants would be the dominant species yeah by now right yeah and that's huge mm-hmm. like when you think about that like oh that's true millions of people were killed mm-hmm. in genosha they all had kids and, and then, got to live the past 10 years yeah they'd be a dominant species that's yeah. it and then you see that humans from all branches of shield and hydra and aim mm-hmm. working together making something in space and we don't know what yeah so they're already afraid so that's the major point i know we're not going to every single detail it's kind of no, impossible no. to yeah we'll do that when we get to the actual single issues of Mortal oh sure Mortal. sure yeah, yeah. when we're when we're doing it almost like as they're coming out yeah we'll have more time we have 12 just, issues of yeah. this kind of series no we're, go, we're doing the major we're just, yeah we're just doing this more as like a, a lead into the dawn of x yes exactly so then next we had powers of x which we didn't know really what to expect compared to house of x 
And powers of X, we kind of realize it's power of 10, not mm-hmm. power of X. Because yeah. you go every 10, like, by 10s. Yeah. So we have, like, the zero year mm-hmm. of Moira meeting Xavier. So, yeah. But so we don't know what that means yet at that issue. Yeah. We don't know what that means. And then we go to year one, I believe, right? Year 10? Mm-hmm. Uh, or is it year 10? Yeah, let me pull it up. Real pull quick. it up. We'll edit it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, yeah. So we get to year 10, where it's what's basically happening right now. Year 10 is where we are, the, the current status quo. And then we go to year 100, where we get a lot of interesting information about the future. Yeah, there's of only three. So it's 0, 10, 100. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So in zero in year one hundred we learn about the what they call it, chimeras, yeah, the chimeras yeah. and like these people who are blended of different mutant powers, mm-hmm. and, uh, Rasputin, and other characters. We find out that from the text we find out that Sinister was basically combining mutants for Xavier and Magneto, mm-hmm. and we find out he betrayed them and made like <clears throat> evil chimeras and stuff like that. Yeah, and we see basically the future is some mutants live in space. Some mutants live in the Shi'ar Empire as kind of war slaves, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. That was a thing. And the planet's overrun by humans, machines, and mutants. Or very few mutants left. Yeah. And machines basically took over. And yeah. uh, Nimrod, who's basically like a child, I remember he kind of talked like. He, he didn't talk he like had a, a... He had a very, like, childlike approach. Murderous child. Yeah, like, he... I, I view him more as, like... It was kind of like a, um, like a crazy villain. Yeah. You know, like... Something in his wiring has gone to the to the point of like he's like ha ha I'm insane like yeah, and then we see a lot of them trying to escape to go back to Krakoa, mm-hmm. and I believe in that issue we see these four mutants that looks like Groot, looks like uh, Thorn, uh, Wolverine, and Magneto, but yeah. also it's a hundred years in the future, so like trying to figure out like Wolverine Who, makes sense yeah, yeah Wolverine is the only one the rest of them are like new characters or, essentially or looking or different combinations of existing characters yeah, so like are they... and then and what was his name the devil what was his the name? devil one's rasputin i think no that rasputin was like the metal looking one with the sword oh yeah metal one with the magic sword yeah yeah i forgot the one's name yeah but um they we don't i'm a little disappointed we didn't see much of them after like no, the second power I, I, I hope they're not done i don't think they are because they seem to make a big deal about them mm-hmm. i feel like they're not done um, but they were also genetically modified to have a purpose. One's a warrior. One's a pacifist. Yes. They, they can't break that genetic code. Exactly. Yeah. So that was really interesting. And then we go to House of X number two. The issue, I think, is the most important one out of all of these. Uh, it's the issue where we find out about the many lives of Moira McTaggart. The many lives of Moira. Uh, she was never human. She's always been a mutant. So... This was supposed to be a very controversial issue. Like they, they, going into it, they kind of warned everybody. Like this yes. is going to be the one that changes everything. People are either going to love it or hate it. So I'm assuming most people who are listening to this aren't probably like super new to the X Men, and they probably know who Moira is a bit or yeah. have some history with her. So how did you react to that revelation that Moira is a mutant? Like what was your when it was explained? Mm-hmm. I was like, "This is genius! Mm-hmm. It's the most genius way to explain relaunches and reboots." Mm-hmm. Essentially, what yeah. they did, uh, learning that she retains her memories every time she That's dies. Interesting, right? I like really? That. So, like, because of her death, it's is explaining why there's a reboot every few years. It's kind explaining... of though, because I think from what they've been saying. Everything that we've ever read is technically part of her 10th life. Her 10th life is the 616, is our current continuity. Some of it, because from the pictures they used, some of it was from the X-Men vs. Avengers, which was recent, mm-hmm. but that was a different life. 
Some of it was from the but Claremont I think era. That things were like inevitable. Like like we learned in the last episode issue, mutants always lose. Like I think there's these things. Like that it happened more happening. than once. Was, yeah, she would try to change it, but a different a, take a different route to get to the same thing. Possibly because here's the thing: what happened with Destiny in the same issue? Mm-hmm. We'll get to that really soon. When you find out that she's retaining all his lives and she's basically letting Xavier read her mind in the tenth life. Yes. And that's changing Xavier because he sees every mistake he ever made, mm-hmm. basically, and what's going to happen. But during that time, there's that area where Moira made the Legacy Virus. Yes. And when she made that, basically Destiny, the character Destiny with a gold mask and mm-hmm. a friend, close friend or lover a of Mystique. Yeah, she's, she's a lover. Of yeah, lover. Uh, uh, so her roommate. So <laughs> her forever roommate. Yes, she is a precog, and she sees someone's death in history. And when she met Moira, she basically said, "We're now linked. Mm-hmm. Everything you're gonna do, I'm gonna know about it. Mm-hmm. And if you try and hurt mutants again in your next life, I'm just gonna kill you." Yeah. And she says, "Well, I'm just gonna come back." Oh well, no, your mutant power doesn't kick in until you're 13, I think it yeah. was. So before that, I'll just kill you. And I don't know if you're trying to screw everyone over. And by the way, you only get 10 lives or 11. Depending on what her phrasing was something like, if you make the right decision at the end yeah. of your 10th life, you'll get an 11th. So what that right decision is, who knows? Who knows? Know and then we kind of go over her lives where she was like a horseman of Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. She's part of the X-Men. I don't know she if was... she was a horseman. She was like a partner of Apocalypse. It looked like a horseman yeah. for that one like, panel. Yeah. So she, it looks like she's tried to team up with everyone to mm-hmm. see what the best course of action. That's why I think the legacy virus happened in the 616 with Moira. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. like when a reboot happened, that was her next life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she clearly decided to do something with the legacy virus again. Maybe she was trying to modify it to make more mutants. Yeah. Like, or, you know, like whatever her reasoning it was now, it's probably been redacted from the journal. Exactly. Yeah, we'll get to that too. Um, so when that's revealed to Xavier, it's so like life changing for him, understandably. Yeah. So when we cut to the current Xavier, it makes a lot more sense why he is the way he is. He's if you're able to meet someone who's seen ten different versions of your life choices, mm-hmm. you're gonna do things you're differently. Gonna be a little weird. And, yeah. yeah, it's gonna be very weird. So revealing that she's been through all this makes her from a minimal character to probably the most important mutant she's- ever. Very much so, the most important <laughs> her. She's now the most like vital character of this whole fucking thing. Yeah. So it really changes everything with her being this way and seeing what that's going to mean for the future of X Men. Because based off her journal, I don't know what the hell's going to happen with her later and what mistakes she might make. And mm-hmm. based off what we're going to see later on. Yeah. So then we get to Power of X Two, which is the X Men learning about the Mother Mold. Instead of Master Mold. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And them That's kind of gearing up. Yeah, yeah that, that was fucked up. And again, it feels like a natural progression of mutant culture. Right, where it's like, well, all these humans are building a device that could kill us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to go into space and yeah. try and tear it up. We're not fucking around. Uh, and the year 100 X-Men, led, we find out, are led by Apocalypse. And yeah, that's mm-hmm. a big deal. Yeah, and seeing that he's fighting for mutants, mm-hmm. which we get more into later in the story, and that was kind of the bigger setup of Power of X two, and then we get to House of X three, which is more setup but more interesting little things like Emma getting Sabretooth out of jail, basically saying, "Yeah, he has diplomatic immunity." Mm-hmm. That's it. Anytime you can have Emma Frost be your like diplomat or ambassador somewhere, you got to do it, man. Yeah, because I love she gets things done, man, with or without being a telepath. Yes, she will get things done for better or worse. She will always find a way. Whatever, man. Uh, I'm one of of my favorites. Yeah, I'm one of the people that really believe Cyclops is better with Emma. Yeah, I'm, and I love Jean Grey. Yeah, 
I'm still debating putting that Jean Grey song as our theme song. But. <laughs> we could change every once in a while. Yeah. But no, Emma feels like the girl you date when you become an adult compared to the girl you dated in high school. Sure. Okay. That, that's why I what, kind yeah. of look yeah. at Cyclops. Like when he got older and mature, he's with Emma. Emma is what he needs. Gene is what he wants. Yeah, that's also a really good way of looking at it too. Yeah. And I always like that dynamic. I hope we get back to that more. Especially with the feud kind of being over in a nice subtle way. Mm-hmm. So in that issue, we also have the X-Men getting ready to head to space. Almost knowing it's a suicide mission. Because definitely know it's Xavier season, yeah. tells them you can't take any Krakoa seeds, which mm-hmm. open gateways to Back. Krakoa. Yeah. Uh, they don't want to risk having a seed there, having someone come through. Sure. But they do make a point of saying only mutants can go through the portal. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a little weird. And um, Well, a human can come through if they're with a mutant. Yes. Well, maybe they take but like a Krakoa, dying yeah. mutant. Yeah, or, okay. But I think Krakoa still has to approve, but then yeah. there could be some way to hack that. And also the idea, I think it was in the first issue actually, that... When you enter Kokoa, you get the language imprinted in your mm-hmm. brain. Yeah. I think something Thank- else goes in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not putting it past Xavier yeah. to uh, put something else in your brain. <laughs> but Cypher's their go-between. He is. So if that would mean Doug would kind of have to know about that. Maybe he does. And maybe Everyone's acting a little bit um, oh, sinister. No. Not, not Doug Lock. <laughs> yeah. So we know they're going to space. And by the time they get there, their ship was immediately blown up. And yeah. that's how the issue ended. And we'll definitely get more with that. Uh, oh, also in Power of X number three, it ends in the future with the Apocalypse team going to attack Nimrod. And it leads to like a tomb that has a sarcophagus mm-hmm. with Moira in it. Mm-hmm. And Wolverine basically saying, do you understand everything that happened? After, um, I think he put something inside her to give her information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he stabbed her and it says it is the end of her ninth life. Yes. So now everything we saw in year 100 hasn't happened. Good. Which is good. Yeah. Because it's hard to say this is the future and then do a comic. Because then mm-hmm. too many what questions. Do you, what do you, yeah, what's the point? So that's 100 years in the future, end of her ninth life. So she knows the possibilities of what Nimrod could do. Which mm-hmm. makes sense to them stopping the mother mold mm-hmm. in space when now. they see a, it's a Nimrod creating event. So like, we have to stop it now. Yeah. Uh, then we go to Power of X number four, where Magneto and Xavier meet, as I put it, Sassy Sinister. God bless Sassy Sinister. <laughs> and persuade him to join their group. Which I'm not calling X-Men, it's just mutants. It's just join yeah, the Yeah, it's just their alliance. Uh, I've always loved Mr. Sinister. You know I'm a 90s kid when I love like Sinister and Omega Red and yeah. like Mojo. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked Sinister too, but I missed whatever, whenever he became Sassy Sinister, man. I must have missed that because A little I... bit of the Matt Fraction run. Sure, okay. When he became that way, but definitely enhanced right now. He's yeah. definitely full on Sassy. I love or... this version of Sinister. Like, <laughs> do you have a cape? Why don't I have a cape? <laughs> well, I do now. <laughs> and then he kills a version of himself for not giving yeah. him a cape. Uh-huh. And then that version gets killed by the mutant version of Sinister, uh-huh. which means which a lot is of the, things. Which is the Sinister that I guess we have known. Possibly, since. because the thing is, Sinister technically oh, isn't okay. a mutant. Yeah, it depends how you're going with history, because yes. Apocalypse opened up his mutant genes technically. Yes. It's the problem you have with him and like Deadpool. Are they mm-hmm. really mutants? Yeah. That's a character we haven't seen also, by the way. We have not seen Deadpool in this book. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that too. But I have the only character I have written down. It, just jumping ahead real quick, though, and we can talk about it more later. Yeah, when we get to whatever issue it is that they form their council, yes, where they where they start forming their government. That's when I was like, you know who's fucking missing from this? Beast. Like, have we seen? Beast? I don't think we've seen him at all. 
Interesting. Like not even in like the background shots when they're having like parties and whatnot. Like that's really interesting. I don't think we've seen Beast. So either he they gave him a non blue body, like a non blue husk. Mm-hmm. Like they gave him back his old husk. That's possible. Or he's not ethically, down with this. He's not down with this, and that yeah. means we have a very badass beast somewhere okay. who's not down with what's happening. Well, we can definitely get to that when we get to our future yeah. issues. But um, so also in that same issue where they Unless meet Sassy. wrong and then tell us on Twitter. We'll yeah, absolutely. Twitter I'm sure they will. <laughs> well, actually. Um, so they persuade Sinister saying, hey, listen, you're all about genetics, right? That's your thing. So why don't, you, why don't we give you a piece of everyone's genes? And what? at this time, we don't know why right now. Yeah. But he's like, oh, that sounds, I'm always trying to get the summer's genes. Now you're giving me everyone's genes. <laughs> all right. So they <laughs> want him to categorize, and we know from the year 100 stuff, even though it's not what's going to happen now, mm-hmm. the reason behind it to perfect mutants, essentially. Mm-hmm. And we see this kind of new confidence between Xavier and Magneto. Like, they're now one. They're now joined together, and they're, but not Onslaught, <laughs> but they're joined together, and they're trying to work and take enemies and say, work with us instead of fight against us, which is a big theme coming later on. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, the same power of X number four, we learn about the history of Kokoa. We see Xavier and this Cypher. Is the where he brings Cypher there. Yeah. yeah. So they go there, and it's him trying to decipher the language mm-hmm. and how to make a language in the first mm-hmm. place. Yeah, because it's not it's a not language easy. like that. Anything like he's had to build it. Yeah, and we learn that Kokoa has a history with Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. That was pretty from cool. Millions of years ago, because mm-hmm. maybe Apocalypse is the first mutant, maybe Namor, maybe um, the vampire one, Selena. Yeah. There's always a mutant saying they're the first. I one. was the first. Yeah. So. That's Part also, of me believes it was Apocalypse. That makes the most sense. It, work, it works the most. <laughs> and then just me being a 90s child. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And then we have House of X number four, where all I put is the X-Men go on a suicide mission in space. Yeah, man, this was an emotional it issue, It was man. great, but I kept thinking, well, they're not going to die. And then they die one yeah. by one. And I was like, that's like reading that last <laughs> Uncanny run all over. Exactly. Again. So then you have a moment where they have to detach Mother Mold. Mm-hmm. And there's no way to do it except Wolverine going to space and slicing and like, the last bar. As he's being just obliterated so, by, at the <laughs> I think it's the best part level. of the book where Nightcrawler bamps him into space. So uh-huh. Nightcrawler's dead. dead. And then Wolverine, as his body's being burned by the sun, mm-hmm. cuts the last bar. Yeah. Cyclops blew one up by himself. Gene, yeah. um, who has only looked like Marvel, Marvel Girl, Girl, which I think is the reason behind that, but she's only looked like that, is in a <clears throat> escape pod about to get crushed by mm-hmm. Sentinels. And it cuts to uh, Xavier crying, saying, No more. And of course, if you know, that's from uh, House of X. Yeah. Um, where well, House of M, sorry. No more mutants. No more mutants. No. And I'm like, okay. And they even talked about extinction level events have happened to mutants, and they included Wanda. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if Wanda's even welcome there. I don't think so. We, I mean, didn't, I, I, the, we did not see her. Don't they call her the Great Pretender at some point? Did they? I Possibly. Think... So we have not seen Magneto's children at all. Mm-hmm. Well, Pol- Polaris. We did? We saw her? Yeah, yeah we, we did. Yeah. You're right, we did. So we haven't seen Quicksilver. Like talking to him. Like, yeah. They were like, an- right. uh, had a friendly relationship. So I don't know if we saw Quicksilver, but we have not seen Wanda. I don't, yeah. We did not see Wanda. I don't recall seeing Quicksilver. Okay. So that happens, and it ends with the mutants are dead. Mm-hmm. This group is dead, and Xavier feels that. And you're like, well, okay. At, at that point, I'm like, and okay, it, we're going to get time travel then. Yeah, and that, and that was at the same point. I was like, this is such an emotional issue. And then I'm like... Don't I was believe I was led to believe this was the timeline. 
Like, this is supposed to be the real world, and yeah. you just killed all the X-Men. So it's not. But I know you didn't, because you've already released the covers for the new titles at this point. Yeah. So I'm like, I see, I'm looking at Cyclops on the cover of another title. You know, I'm like... So, so what's happening? How are you going to undo this in a couple of weeks? And I was kind of mad. Yeah. Honestly. I'm like, you just killed off some of the classic, most favorite characters <laughs> for no reason, because I know you're bringing them back. So what's happening? So next issue, thankfully next issue, thank God, we right. get the second biggest reveal. Some people say the biggest reveal... And easily the most controversial one. Uh, yeah, I will definitely. It's not. I don't think it's the biggest reveal because you saw it. Thinking back, you saw it literally page one of the very first issue. So yeah, but you get this. It's definitely controversial. <laughs> Holy shit! It definitely changes everything for mutants in this universe. Yeah, man. It is the resurrection. I, all right, I've seen people debate if it's cloning or reincarnation. I'm going. I'm leaning towards reincarnation. It is a scientific version of reincarnation, sure, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's a combination of cloning and reincarnation because you're... Which is dangerous. Yeah, because <laughs> like so you're many taking reasons. the consciousness, which would be the reincarnation part of it. Yeah. But you're putting it in the exact, in, in a cloned body. In a cloned body using, uh, using uh, Proteus for mm -hmm. changing reality. Yeah. So, we see, <laughs> let's see if I can remember this. Uh, we see that mutants are now being resurrected in these little eggs. Pots. Um uh, pods or eggs. I'm going with eggs. Thanks to a ridiculous X-Men from the Bendis run, Gold Balls. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, and I always like Gold Balls. Yeah, I mean, I I read a, a, you know good chunks of that of that run. I was like, yeah, man, he's cool, man. He's cool. It just has gold balls that can yeah. shoot at you, and, and they just kind of harmless, kind yeah. of not like they're <laughs> distracting, and you, you know, like they can definitely make them big enough and block an entryway. You know, like, do all kinds of cool shit. But now he's one of the most important mutants ever. Now he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's instrumental into <laughs> mutants having their own future. Yeah, is reliant on. So if I remember this correctly, it's Gold Balls, Proteus, yeah. Xavier, Hope, and um, the Time One. I can't remember her name. Eva Bell. Yeah, is that her name? Yeah, so I forget what her mutant name is. They all have to work together. And a beautiful chart of how each power interacts with each other and why. Right. And it's really, again, covering all his bases about mm -hmm. why this actually makes sense. And it's the idea that if mutants stop fighting and work together, they can literally do anything. So Gold Ball makes the balls... And Mr. Sinister puts the DNA genetic code that they have, that they update on a regular basis. And then Xavier uploads the mind, which he updates every week. Mm -hmm. He updates every single mutant, which again is dangerous. He updates every single mutant into his helmet Cerebro and puts it into this... Which, which issue is this? Issue... Is it Powers of X or... House of X number five. Five, okay. Because yeah. um, I just want to... I can't remember what her mutant name was. Because I, I, I knew who that the fifth one, Eva, because I thought it was Rogue until they said otherwise. Yeah, she's also from the Bendis run. Yeah. I mean, once they said who it was, I remembered, but... But, I mean, come on, dude. She looks like Rogue. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does look like Rogue. Right. Um, so, <laughs> there's so much to delve into in this idea, because... I remember we were talking about this saying how it had a weird culty vibe mm -hmm. because they come out of this egg, they're reborn, but it also has the question of stuff like, so does Wolverine still have metal claws? Yeah. That's not part, is that part of the whole reality bending thing? Tempest is her name. Tempest? Is that part of the whole reality bending situation? That's why he still has metal claws? It's gotta be, right? Like it's Possibly. Proteus so, can do that. Like, <laughs> And this could be getting too much in the history of X-Men, of course, but, like, Cyclops technically should be okay with his with his um, laser eyes because he only got damaged during the crash with his family. 
That's no. why he had damaged eyes. <laughs> yeah. But again, if your body's being made exactly the same, then I think didn't they there. retcon that just at some point that he just can't. He's too dumb. He, he, he just dummy. can't control it. Yeah, he just can't control it. Like, uh, <laughs> I love like, Cyclops. Like, like, <laughs> like well, the only two people who can't control their powers are him and Rogue. Man. Yeah, like, it happens. Um, so we see them being reborn, and then in front of this giant crowd, they're butt naked, and then Storm introduces them as mutant. You're reborn, and everyone chants. Yeah, mutant. it's a very like very cultish. Very like Jamestown, just uh-huh. like. <laughs> Very cultish, very weird. And like she vibe. starts referring to him. And I mean, it's emotional because yes. Storm's relationships with them too. Yeah. When she calls them brother and sister. And that scene between Storm and Cyclops, man. And holy she, shit. She is the most motherly of the group mm-hmm. of the X Men. Yeah. So it makes sense that she'd kind of introduce them. Yeah. So we bring back Angel, Nightcrawler, Cyclops, Wolverine, Jean, and everyone else is on the mission. Yeah. Um, they're, naked. they're not there. Um, Monet, I didn't. Monet was there. I literally just looked. Yeah, and this, is she in the? There she, is, there she is. There she is. Yeah, they kind of fade away in the. Corner. And then there's Paige too. But they're all Husk. butt naked. <laughs> they're all butt naked, covered in like orange goop because they're just reborn from this egg, and it brings this question of like, is it really them? In yeah. a way, you have you have to have that question yeah, for a little man. bit. Does can ex- this version of Xavier? Be manipulating them when he recreates them. Of course. To be more... Does, I mean, that's what he does on a good day. What is he going to do when he cracked? <laughs> so you have this whole crowd chanting mutant. And you have this panel of Xavier and Magneto looking proud, basically. Like, yeah. Check it out. We never parents. have to lose again. Yeah. And they basically hint at the fact that, why stop here? Why not bring back everyone who's died? Mm-hmm. Why not bring back Genosha? Which yeah. we now know, if everyone comes back, that makes them that the dominant species. They, yeah. <laughs> so it's like this really brash idea of resurrection they have these great protocols of like investigating when someone dies because in comics people die all the time and they're Mm -hmm. not really dead yeah so they have their own division yeah that was a pretty cool but now they have their own division of people who investigate what happens if someone dies make sure they're dead go over everything just to make sure before you resurrect them but i'm waiting for that issue now when someone's resurrected that isn't dead and then you have two people. Yeah, because that's gonna happen. That's I mean, there's gonna so happen. the one thing I loved most about all of this is how many future stories were set up. Yeah, and then we also have the same issue. Basically, the countries agree that mutants have are independent. Mm-hmm. The dream has been achieved through economics. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> like, God bless capitalism. Basically, like they give drugs and technology to other countries. There's even a nice list of all the countries that need it or ones medicine. that don't want Let's it. Say medicine, not necessarily drugs. Yeah, no, <laughs> medicine. Uh, Africa doesn't need it because everything's protected because by Wakanda. They, they've been saved by Wakanda. <laughs> Which I really love that attention to detail. Like, yeah, no, 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 Wakanda's no, gonna take it. Wakanda's got us. We don't need your dirty mutant help. Basically, yeah. And that could lead, that's honestly, that could lead to its own war mm-hmm. of Wakanda versus Well, Wakanda Krakoa. doesn't have to recognize Krakoa. Like, yeah. they can wage war because they haven't signed some treaty with yeah. them. Yeah, you know? so that could lead to a whole thing. There's a little nice moment between Xavier and Moira, uh, uh, Emma, because he basically knows Emma went inside one of the politician's mind mm-hmm. and made her agree. Mm-hmm. And Xavier said, there's consequences to that. But I'm proud of you. But I'm thankful. Because <laughs> like, I was wondering how come Xavier doesn't just go, hey, you're all now mm-hmm. worshipping me because I can do that. But yeah. he understands there's consequences to doing it that way. Yeah. So even Moira picking one person is going to have a consequence. Mm-hmm. And that's there for a reason. But they're now independent. Like, they won. They did what they want to do. And then a panel I loved, you had... Um, Sinister with the Marauders coming. You had oh, Zodius. Yeah. You had Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. All basically saying, "This is cool." 
Yeah, walking through. He's, he's describing the scene where they're walking through the gate when they get to Krakow and they open the doors to the rest of the mutants, right? Yes. And the bad guys walk through. Yeah. And then essentially, Xavier's like, hey, to Apocalypse, are you going to play nice? And he's like, yeah. 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 And the, is this the same issue where we find out that, like, the rest of them find out his history with Krakoa? That was the one before. Yeah, okay. Yeah, where he, before. like, when he's first there and, like, he, like, reaches out and, like, the, the fawn and the fauna come yeah. up to him and everything. Yeah. So. That's a great kind of shocking moment. It would be more shocking if he wasn't on the cover of the book. Sure, sure. But it was a nice moment of, like, all the enemies are now, like, but this is what we all wanted. Yeah. Deep down, this is what we all wanted. They were all fighting for this in one way or another. Yes. They just had different ideas of how to get there. So then we have Power of X number five, where we get more details about how this Cerebro works. And again, it's Hickman covering his ass, where he's like, okay, Mm -hmm. here's where we upload everyone's memories. But it's also uploaded in different spaceships made by the Shi'ar. Yeah. It's uploaded in Krakoa. It's uploaded like in five different places. Backups, yeah. Yeah, all these backups no matter what happens. Here's my thing about the resurrection. What happens if you kill one of the five? Are they always under protection? Because mm-hmm. they're the most important mutants yeah. now. They have to be. If one of them goes, the whole system falls the apart. The whole system falls, yeah. And like we said... So that now, means there has to be backups of them. Oh, like a frozen backup. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way there has to be a, a, a contingency, contingency plan. Yeah. That's that's crazy. So that means they have probably, like you were saying, what happens when there's <clears throat> two of the same, there probably has to already be at least another one of each of those five. Well, I didn't think of it. Yeah, that's... I mean, it just came to me right now, too. Yeah. I'm like, there has to be. So, Power of X number five, we're getting more details with Xavier. He goes to Forge, naturally, saying, hey, what if we built this machine... <laughs> And he's like, yeah, I guess that could work. Like, that makes sense. He's like, but you need all this. It's yeah. impossible. He's like, okay, I got that covered. We got it. And then it cuts to uh, Magneto and Xavier kind of persuading Emma to join the group. And mm-hmm. she kind of gives her conditions before she joins. So that's how Emma works, and that's fine. Um, the X-Men kind of go to all their enemies, saying, hey, this is the plan. Yeah. And we see the, what happens with that the issue beforehand. Everyone's kind of like in unison now. Except get, for Namor. That's later, but yes. Oh, okay. Um, actually, what's the same issue? I don't remember. That's been. the one where they're going to people in the past, I think. I think it's the next issue. Yeah, okay. No, no, same issue. You're right. My bad. So, same issue. They go to Namor, and I fucking love Namor. I love <laughs> he's, that he's an asshole. He's such a dramatic asshole. I love he him. He acts basically like, now you realize I'm important? Mm-hmm. Like, he's the kind of guy... Wait, basically wasn't says, his line something like, you, you're, you're acting like I didn't already know I was better than everybody? Yeah, basically, like yeah. You, like, I knew I was important a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't need you to tell me. And he also is one of the people that says he's the first mutant. And he yeah. probably isn't, but he says he is. Um, I love his reaction to it. I love where he's almost like, call me when, like, you're really ready. When yeah. you're on my level, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, shit. I already own this whole place over here. Like, I don't what do really I need? need? What do I need another land for? Yeah. So I love that. I love that it's so true to Namor's character. Yeah. And kind of like what we're hinting at, he's one of the characters that still sounds like himself. Compared mm-hmm. to some characters who do not sound like yeah. himself. And then we have an issue that I really love because it's basically Xavier telling the world the new status quo. He's putting Cerebro oh, okay. on and he gets in everyone's one. mind mm-hmm. and he's just like, hey, just so you know, this is what's up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really him asserting mutant dumb, if that makes any sense. And it's kind of this... Cel- it is a celebration at the end of the issue. But yeah. before that, it's how things are going to work now. It's why it's going to work that way. Yeah. And it's also kind of heartbreaking because it's him giving up on the dream. Yeah, he's like, I, I failed. And, yeah. But that ending where he was like, your dream is as futile as mine. Though. Yeah, <laughs> it's honesty. It's like, I've been trying this dream. In his mind, he's done it for lifetimes now because yeah. he, he looked at what happened. Because he's seen it. 
So he's felt it. Yeah. Who knows how Marvel time actually works, but let's say it's been like 10 years. It's, mm-hmm. it's year 10. It's, yeah. So it's 10 years. He's tried this dream and it just never fucking works. No. That's just what it is. And he's accepted it. But he's also accepted that Magneto's dream was wrong too. Yeah. This is the way to do it. This is the way we're doing it. You're either on board or you're in the way. And again, it always felt like a veil threat. Yeah. And I can't wait for other books to react to it. I can't mm-hmm. wait to read Avengers and see them going, yeah, do you we have, have to worry to, about that this? That would be something you should bring to the podcast. Yes. Before, too, is like how this is playing in the larger If it does. Marvel if they even bring it up. It's yeah. got to. Like, I hope so. Especially in Avengers. Yeah. Like, I want to see Cap react to that announcement. I don't want see. another Avengers versus X-Men. No. But I definitely want For there to be... For a lot of be, reasons. Yeah. But I definitely want there to be some kind of like, oh, man, so... The mutants are just like yeah. they just took off, huh? Because they just made a land in between yeah. what was it, South America and I forget now. Forget where was a map somewhere. Yeah. Um, so they had that, and then we get the council. So I want to go over okay, who's go on over the, the council. actual council because I think it's genius. I think it it's a nice balance of people that matter, yeah, and like different personalities, yeah. So we have on uh, Autumn. I don't know why they're separated. Yeah, by, I wonder. It, so they're yeah I don't how does how does this weigh out when decision making is you know like yeah I'm sure we'll get to that soon so we have Autumn which is Xavier Magneto and Apocalypse very different views yeah <laughs> in all three but definitely obviously the leader yeah like the the, the most powerful mm-hmm. liter physically and uh, leadership wise uh, Winter we have Mister Sinister Exodius and Mystique and they're all very different but they're all sneaky I think mm-hmm. Exodius is more about like honor. Yeah. So maybe he balances out Mystique and Sinister's kind of more mischievous nature, possibly. Uh, then we have Spring, which is basically the Hellfire Club. It's Sebastian Stan, who I love, <laughs> uh, Emma Frost, and a mysterious Red King. Yeah. Which, it's Omega Red, right? Does that make sense? I don't know. Like, I've seen conflicting reports that it... We like, know who the Red Queen is, based that's off... that's going to be Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride, yeah. But... I don't we, know who the Red we, King is. Emma's called herself the Black King before, though, too. So, Actually, like... Gen like the gendering of those terms, I don't think oh, maybe. is as vital. So like, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if Kitty Pride is the Red King. Okay. But uh, we'll then say. then we have Summer, which is basically the X Men. It's Storm, Jean Grey, and Nightcrawler. Yeah, it was weird that they put all those people in the same one because they're very much like minded. Which I think maybe will help the balance of the group. Like, yeah. You have to have a few groups that actually fucking agree with each other. It, and it's, I don't. Do you want my reactions as we do this, or do you want? Sure. To, okay. Nightcrawler being on the council is weird to me. Like. Nightcrawler is clearly one of the 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 vital members of the X Men, but he's never been a, a good leader, leader no. or even want to be a leader. He might be a moral compass. Yeah, he is. Always That's what that. I'm wondering if he's there for. Yeah. Like he's kind of there to be the the everyman, if yes. you will, like the one who can still empathize with people because the rest of them have kind of. Almost everyone on this list is definitely feels they're above it. Yes, absolutely. They're all kind of like beyond the fray a little bit. Storm and Nightcrawler are the most human, I'd say. But that even makes sense. but even Storm has, for most of her run, considered herself in some ways a goddess. Yeah, and she's literally been a queen. So. Yeah, and she's yeah. I don't know if she's still, I don't know. If no, she's still married. No, they okay. they divorced during Civil War. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then we have the representative of Krakoa, which is. Krakoa itself and Cypher because yep. he has to talk for him. Yep. But of course, yeah, you're on my land. I mm-hmm. should have a voice in yeah. the council, naturally. And then we have the great captain. So like the the generals, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cyclops, obviously. Gorgon, Bishop, and Magic. I do feel like 
Cyclops isn't a council member? Like, Cyclops, of all people, is not a council member? He, well, see, this is one of the ones I agree with. Because yeah. I think he is a better general. He is a better field leader than he, he, than he is a big picture person. Yeah, and that's The fair. only time he was a big picture person was revolutionaries. Which is him, not the time anymore. And he wasn't good at it. Yeah. <laughs> he failed. He did, yes. And it was mostly Emma who got guided him. him. Sure, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you know, like... Uh, then we get to them. We kind of go full circle with Sabretooth. Because when they took Sabretooth, I'm like, okay, now nothing's going to happen to him. Well, no. He did commit a crime. And he has to pay for it. And again, this is going to bite them in the ass in the future. 100%. But also, for like, sure. what a cold-ass punishment. Yeah. And this is a punishment that can't work for everyone, right? Because Sabretooth is uh, every, immortal. Somebody, yeah, well, more or less, yeah, right? But, like, yeah, somebody... like So, clearly... Their form of justice is going to have to be Stasis. very specific punishments, though, for different people's powers, unless something in Krakoa keeps them alive. That's what I'm thinking, because they said, like, well, we can't kill him because we have, we have to follow the other rules and just bring him right back. Yeah. That's not really much of a punishment mm-hmm. anymore. And which is interesting how they're sticking to that rule. Yeah. No. So they made official laws before they made this judgment on Sabretooth. It was make more mutants. Which... I, lo- I love when he realized it was a kangaroo court. Too. Yeah. Was like, oh, I see what's happening here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> make more mutants, which again felt sinister. But on the first, on the second part of it, but make murder... more mutants. Yeah. Whose idea was that though? That was Nightcrawler. That was idea. Nightcrawler. Yeah. So <laughs> was it sinister or like it was Nightcrawler being cheeky? Yeah. And then it's uh, murder no man, which is very, thank God, it's a very good rule of, like, we're not going to kill humans. I appreciate that. (laughs) And then respect the land, because he's right there listening, and we should really respect who he is. Because Emma did bring up the idea of property ownership, if we're all going to live here. And then someone says, hey, we don't own anything. He's right here. Like, we don't Mm -hmm. have that right. And it's like, yeah, but we do. And Mm -hmm. we have a map of who owns what sections. Yeah. So we kind of do, we kind of don't. And then, yeah, Sabretooth's kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, am I even involved anymore? And Sabretooth is punished. And again, I like the way the council worked because they all felt like some didn't even care to be there. Mm-hmm. Some like, can you just get this over with? Yeah. Apocalypse would be like, I think we should kill him because I'm Apocalypse, yeah. you know? He's not fit. Yeah. So they take him and Krakoa sucks him into the land. And that's just it. And it says you are exiled. Mm-hmm. So he just inside the land somewhere inside Krakoa and they said that they will be able he may be able to like get parole eventually if sure he yeah, himself. They'll, they'll, yeah but how do you prove yourself from stasis yeah I don't I mean I think it's going to be one of those situations where we need someone to do a mission we can't let anyone know about yeah you know that's that, true. that yeah, kind we'll of thing back. so that's going to bite him in the ass eventually mm-hmm. we, we have really an audience is. member now we have, we have, we have two audience members two cats trying to trying throw to us off our game in. And then the issue, probably one to me, one of the best endings to any Do you comic. Want a mic? <laughs> so, to any comic, uh, where they have this big celebration, but it does so much in a few pages. The mutant society is so proud of themselves right now because mm-hmm. they've finally done it, and we cut to a party they're all having. Oh my god, man! I like. I think I texted you as soon as I was done reading. I'm like, man, this was so emotional. Yeah. Like it was such like. And I'm so glad it came right before the heartbreak of the of yes. six, you know, like because it was just such a good feeling at the end. Like we had these little moments that if you've been reading X Men for a long time, it means the world uh-huh. because you have this moment of Gene, Cyclops, and Wolverine hugging, yeah. sharing a beer, saying mm-hmm. that feud is over. Yeah, Wolverine takes one of the beers and gives it to Gorgon, one of his sworn mm-hmm. enemies. Yeah. That feud is over. You have Emma 
Oh, uh, you have Jean give Emma a beer, and they smile at each other. Yeah, and that, that and feud like, is she, over. Like, sneaks it over to her, like they kind of yeah. like sit with each other, kind of. Like... They're saying to her, and they smile. Mm-hmm. You have Havoc give one to the Cyclops because yeah, they're and brothers, like, and then like that hug and embrace between the two of them. Such a, such a lovely moment, man. Uh, you have Apocalypse sitting by himself, but kind of like looking content. Almost. Yeah, like, like he's sitting there, kind of like 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 meditating a little yeah. bit, like just looking out at like his children because he's always viewed all of mutants as as his people, like his children. And then uh, Magneto and Xavier stand on top of a cliff looking at the sky, mm-hmm. looking at these fireworks, and Magneto says, just look at what we have done. Or mm-hmm. look what we have made. Yeah. And essentially, it's the idea of like, well, more is to come kind of thing. Like, it's yeah. only the beginning. Yeah, this is... And there was a... I can't remember what issue it was, but there was a line where I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Where Magneto says to Xavier, they shouldn't have killed us when they had the chance. Mm-hmm. I was like, I think. I think that was the same issue they revealed that they had the pods that they could bring people back. Maybe, yeah. And then we get a big map of what who owns what technically in Krakoa. You have the House of X, the House of M. You have a whole Hellfire area. You have Danger Island, <laughs> uh, Hellfire Bay, Bar Sinister. Like, you have all these things that yeah. could mean many things. Yeah. And that's the end of the second to last issue. But the last issue of House of X. And then we have the very last issue that me and you haven't talked about yet. We have not talked about this. We have the Power of X, number six. Where, this is where, if you're wondering, we haven't talked about the year uh, 1000 yet. Because it's very complicated and kind of chopped up and it makes more sense as a whole. Yeah. In the year 1000, we see a blue... (laughs) We see a blue man... Uh, part of the Blue Land group, yes. We see a, a blue man where a lot of people thought was a future version of Xavier, and that the female was a future version of Moira. Sure, that was I saw a big theory. Yeah. I didn't, I don't know if I believed them, but I saw them. I was leaning towards that yeah. too, and they had like a little Nimrod helper robot. Yeah. So basically, this... I'd like it pointed out that the one was the librarian. Yes, the librarian. So obviously, we're still very important as a as a race. <laughs> as a race in the race in the future, um, the librarian is like the peak of technology and genetic modification in humans, and like he's just the peak of everything. Mm-hmm. I and feel he has by myself too. Exactly, <laughs> and he's trying to get the attention of his species. That's basically to me the Borg. It's the phalanx. Yeah, the phalanx. Yes, and we get. Many charts and many <laughs> details about the rules of so It was like being planets. a science class. Again. It was. It was like, what uh, the shit is happening? You get the rules of the planets, what makes you a certain type of planet, mm-hmm. what makes you important enough, the different types of phalanx, and like what species becomes yeah, that. Yeah, it was cool that we learned that the, the technarchy, the, the, the same race of um, warlock, yeah. is, is basically a, a slave of the phalanx. Like, yeah. they... We, Forever, we thought they were like enemies. And it turns out, in this in this or that issue a while back, we when that happened, we found out that, yeah, no, they actually control everything, all of it. Yeah. And basically, this librarian wants to be absorbed and be one with this godlike techno organic species. Yeah, this librarian does not want to. I don't want that either. And it's kind of like this. I kept thinking like this is a bleak ending for the universe. <laughs> like, yeah, like we're all building up just to be one consciousness that sucked into a greater consciousness like, yeah it felt I mean, very that, hickman for damn sure it felt very hickman yeah uh, but <laughs> from what i from what i know yeah but then we see in this thousand year in the future we see in the first issue we thought it was like an adam and eve type thing and then we see it's mutants and this librarian has a zoo of different mutants and one of them of course is wolverine is it all mutants or is it just it what's like left mutants. of what they consider humanity anyway like i i got the vibe that because this librarian kept referring to her race of people as post-human 
Yes. So it wouldn't surprise me then if there were more than just mutants there. Like it was supposed to be a representative of humans. Because at some point in one of those comics, they just refer, re- keep referring to humanity's gone now. We beat yeah. humanity. And now in this issue, we learn that they've lumped humanity and mutants together. Whereas for yes. all of our um, well, if you references, human, hu- Homo sapien and Homo superior yeah. were different. To the post humans, they're the same. They're just they're nothing. They're they're the highest peak because you remember in the year one hundred for a few times they were actually trying to change humans into more machine blendings and like this is the peak. This is the peak mm-hmm. of genetics and yeah. machine and human ingenuity. As, they, and as, as she says in her monologue, yeah, they've um, through the ability through technology and the ability to to manipulate genes and, and DNA, they evolution. don't need evolution anymore. Yeah. Like which is how they died died out because Be, yeah. nothing evolved anymore because they didn't need to. And basically, this man, this librarian, is trying to convince, tell Moira to convince him why he shouldn't just join the phalanx. Sure, yeah. So, like, to me, he kept talking, or she kept talking about, so they kept talking about being post-human while at the same time having this this monologue with Moira about, like, well, what happens next? What happens? Like, so they're not post-human. Yeah. He, the, the librarian had the same fear. The same he desire being more to subtle still, about it, like a Vulcan kind of, yeah, like, like desire to still be an individual. Yeah, like you don't want this truly. Like, but he makes it clear that doubts. if I send you off planet and you don't die uh-huh. right away, I'll be one with the phalanx and that's it. And but then, if you die, it'll just restart again, exactly. and then you know everything. So once they assimilate, there's no going back. It doesn't matter for they, some reason. Well, be, so my thinking is so. Once they become the phalanx, they basically become like a black hole, right? Like, mm. which is outside of time. Yeah. So at that point, they're basically time travelers. Yeah. So what I then got confused about <laughs> was one thing. Yeah. So I was reading these all under the impression that each one of Moira's timelines was just a one and done. Like it didn't continue to exist as a timeline. Yes. But does it, because then the phalanx would be able to travel back and forth between any of the... Because they mentioned at some point they could travel between any of the lives she's lived. like, Which could so, lead to the future stuff. Future yeah, problems, so like, yeah. But if they're gone, if they're not truly timelines that exist anymore, how yeah. could they get there? Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. So also throughout this whole story, we never knew what Moira's sixth life was. That exactly. part of the chart was blank. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, that's going to mean something. Eventually. Yeah. I thought it was going to mean something much later down the line. Yes. Now. So Wolverine is still just Wolverine saying, I just want to fucking kill you guy. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, you're a brute, whatever. So he's trying to wait for mm-hmm. Moira to convince him. And then Wolverine just kills the guy. Yeah. <laughs> he just leaps and goes, was that fast enough? Cause before he wasn't fast enough ever to yeah. get him. And the guy's like, I already calculated in my head how, how fast it would take and everything. And then eventually just kills him. He just does it, which is great. And then he kills Moira, and it says, and so ends the sixth life of Moira X, mm-hmm. which was genius because it caught me totally yeah, off guard. That was that was kind of a surprise, yeah. So now we know that that life never, well, it happened, but it's in the past. So she's had that information, and because of that, she has the idea in her head now that we have to also be technologically advanced before mm-hmm. everyone else. Because if we're not, we're always going to be behind. Yes. So we have to work together as a whole culture. Because look, it's almost the idea, honestly, of like uh, Afrofuturism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot like that. Yeah. Like Wakanda is. Yeah. Where if people weren't 
fighting each other and exposed by everyone else and taken advantage of, what could we do as one culture? Exactly. So imagine a whole race of people with different powers and mm-hmm. different abilities working as one. They could do anything, mm-hmm. and that's what's happening. So also in this issue, we get the kind of flashback of year zero and what Moira did and mm-hmm. how she reacted to giving Xavier information, almost telling him, listen, I know already what you're thinking. Yeah. You have to change. Yeah. You can't be the she, same person yeah, anymore. She, she says something like, you've always been the same. And he's like, thank you. And she's like, it's not a compliment. Yeah, which is really yeah. deep and telling. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yeah, you always try and be that good person. But like, I, like, I like that. And then you find out that to me, one of the bigger reveals that kind of, I think, goes unnoticed a little bit, or that I haven't seen noticed. Legion was, of Proteus? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's saying that. But no, my point is she she says we always lose. Yeah. Like, this is pointless. And yeah. he's the one who says, no, we have to do something. Like, so like. Because she, has, she has kinda, maybe one more life left. Yeah, yeah. So like, she kind of seems like she's at the end of her rope and like. Which you understand. Them. Yeah. So it's like. But reading it all the way through, I'm like, oh, so this is all Moira pulling the strings. And now it's like, oh, so like they were a partnership. And then it gets to the very end when you're like, where, where you find out that she's in hiding still. And you're like, oh, man, they're moving on with it. They're trying to move on without it. Exactly. Which so is where things usually go back. Go. <laughs> so we get to Moira's journal, which entry 12 has been redacted. Cool. Yeah, cool. Thank but you. the first entry is kind of about how she feels but it feels the pain of kind of breaking down this man that she cares about. Mm-hmm. But then she kind of gets to the part where she's like, I don't know this man anymore because of what I've shown him. Yeah. He's asking more and more to look in my mind and mm-hmm. see what you, what happened in the past. I don't want to show him certain things. He's realizing things. He's changing as a person. He's kind of becoming more dangerous kind of. Mm-hmm. And we also hear about Magneto, how she feels about him and how he's kind of arrogant, which yeah, he yeah, is. It's Magneto. Uh, same with Apocalypse, saying how like this Apocalypse version is still young, he can't do what he did before, and mm-hmm. he's still arrogant, blah, blah. But to me, like I mentioned a second ago, I think it's really telling where she understands they need a mutant who can change reality. Yeah. Xavier had a son who could change reality with someone else, yeah. and then her and Xavier had Proteus, right? He's the father, I believe. No, he's the... The father of Proteus is um, some... Scottish guy, some Scottish politician. Oh, the Moira and him. Xavier never had a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought they did. No. So fine. At different points, they both had mm-hmm. a kid. Almost like they were manipulating something on purpose yeah. to try and have a rea- reality changing child. Yeah. So what happens they if Legion? Had, yeah. So they both had to have known what was going to happen, which means they both manipulated these people for the sole purpose of creating. A reality a that they needed, which we haven't seen Legion either. No, we haven't seen that can Legion be, yet. That can lead to a lot of problems that if you is, have Legion on this island. That is gonna be interesting. Yes. So we have that. The and fact that I mean, the fact that they have Proteus is is dangerous enough because like he's not. And he's integral too. But yeah, like he's not <laughs> stable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to put it nicely, he's not stable. Uh, then we have entries. That I'm wondering, are those entries in the future? Because her talking about how, like, she's losing control. Magneto left. Magneto's gone. So, okay. So, here's my theory. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I think that is setting up that, yes, everything that we know in X-Men history is still real. Mm-hmm. So, I think what that entry does is state, from this point on, Magneto has been fighting them. Because he left. He was angry at them. He's like, no, we. I want to do it this way. Mm. I want to get to the end results this way. Yeah. So everything we know about the battles between Magneto and the X-Men happened at that moment in the journal entry. That was the okay. catalyst that caused that to happen, and that's how we get to where we are now. 
That's fair. And then they come back together in this series. There's another redacted part of her entry. Uh, and it was Xavier again, right? Yeah, it's Xavier again. Um, oh, yeah. So it was, that was, oh, yeah, this part. So sh- they went to see Sinister without her knowledge or without her permission, mm-hmm. basically. So when you have a basically an oracle next to you and you don't ask her opinion, mm-hmm. that oracle is going to get a little pissed. And she knows from her ninth life mm-hmm. what Sinister does. That Sinister will always eventually betray them. Yes. And the fact that they went to him without her knowledge, you can tell she's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I can't control these two anymore. No. These two are the most important men in the universe, and I can't control them anymore. They're becoming arrogant, mm-hmm. which we've seen that. They're cocky, and now they're doing things without my permission. And then it goes to her saying, I've done too much. I need to stay in the background. I need mm-hmm. to fake my death yeah. and be in the background. Which, again, it's she dies in, in our timeline. Like yes. in, what, in our history of death, when she dies she's and is gone. Dead, yeah. yeah. And then we cut to her and Xavier and Magneto meeting with each other, going over some more rules, basically. And she is adamantly against no precox. I wonder why that is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mystique only joined with the promise of bringing back Destiny. And they agree to it. Yes. Without so, her. There is another problem that's going to... One way or another, it could be a problem with someone. Because I get it. You don't want to bring Destiny. Mm-hmm. She can tell you right at the bat if it's going to work or not. Essentially. Yeah. and, and she. But more importantly, she can... She has that connection, like you stated earlier. She has that connection to Moira, and she can see her. Yeah. She will know that she's there, and, and she will know what's going on. Does one thing wrong. Yeah. She's fucked, essentially. Yeah. And she said no precogs. I think she said no time travelers. I don't remember. I think it was just precogs. No I don't precogs? There Maybe. Being another one. Because there has to be a few mutants. Like, what's that one mutant in the one with the, with the uh, blindfold all the time? She can see the future. Yeah. Um,. I can't remember her name right now. Shit. Yeah. Des- no. Destiny. Not Destiny. <laughs> Not Destiny. God, what's her name? She, the one that just died, right? Yeah, she just died. Last run. So she, maybe they didn't bring her back either. I uh, doubt they did. <laughs> so we have her, we have Moira almost being scared of the future because this might be her last life, essentially. Um, she's trying to give advice to Xavier Magneto, and they're almost like, we don't need you anymore. And, and like a, the way the conversation went it was almost like we don't need you anymore kind of moment yeah so like it very much felt like they were trying to tell her listen we got this now we can move on like but at the same time i got the feeling that they were very much like two children trying to like prove themselves to their mom yeah it did listen you you've taken us this far but look what we can do without you now you know like and she's like no no no, you fuckers aren't ready and then she tells them the truth of we never win yeah in all these lives we have Mm -hmm. never hence i die yeah with all these lives we never win yeah and that's the hard truth that they say no one can ever know Mm mm-hmm and even they are denying it in some yeah. way. Like, they said, we're different. Yeah. We're, we're different now. We're different men and things are going to be different. Mm-hmm. And to Moira's point of view of like, yeah, but that's what always, that's what you guys always fucking mm-hmm. say. <laughs> like, but they're like, look what we created. And it cuts back to the party. Yeah. And this is what they were doing during the party. They were happy. They were somewhat cocky. And there was a final line where Magneto says, uh, let them try and stop us this time. And then Xavier says, Yes, let them try. Mm-hmm. So that's how we end House of X and Power of X. And leading to these upcoming books that could all mean a lot of things. They could. I'm so happy that they stuck the landing with this. They really did, man. Like This ev- can go down as the most important X-Men book yeah. like, ever. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I mean, it, it started strong. It never really dipped. No. And it ended very strong. Yeah. 
And the fact that like they sold this going into it as this is the most important X Men story, you're gonna like you're gonna have to love it. This is it. It's like I was kind of worried. Like something's like you know as an X Men fan in general, I'm like yeah, yeah. There's always a status quo. Shift. Gonna, something's gonna suck. Yeah. But it didn't suck. No? It was really good. I was I was really happy with the story. I know it. Not everyone is. Sure, and we'll definitely get and, into that later. In the but podcast. I'm hoping that, like, it, it did what it needed to do, which is set up new books and set up new stories that other people will like. Now you know, like, this might not have been your cup of tea, but now maybe we can get to the stuff that you will like. And then Hickman already stated that he has like a two or three year plan. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, at the plan. end of. I, f- I forget which... I saw somebody post it on Twitter, and I should have captured it. But at the end of that very last book that you were just looking at, Powers of, of Ten, number six, mm-hmm. um, there is like a note at the end. One of it's like Krakoa, and another one is Akroa, the the part the world that died. You know, like, mm, okay. So I'm wondering if that... like The Krakoa one was Dawn of X, and then the next entry was like Akra. So I'm wondering if that's going to be the next um, storyline. Possibly. You know, like we'll do this Dawn of X one and then next year we'll see another one where Krakoa's brother comes back or whatever. I mean, there's so many options, especially with all these new books coming out. Mm -hmm. So speaking of. Yes. I'm trying to pull up the list right now. So we have this new Dawn of X, like the name of the podcast, get it? So in this new Dawn of X, we have coming out this week, actually, X-Men number one. Now, people were confused with the cover because it's all Summers related so, it's all summers and Wolverine. Yeah. Which but, is uh, Summers related. Hickman basically, yeah. Hickman basically said every issue is going to be a different group. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, it's I not necessarily that. like this is the main group. Okay. Uh, we also have written by Hickman, co-written by Hickman, is New Mutants. And uh, that could mean a lot of things. I heard stuff about a space mission they might go on. Yeah. And it looks like pretty much the original new mutants cast with a couple a new Gen ones X. and minus warlock which could mean something important yeah. because of what we know now um we have the marauders and okay sorry let me go over the cast list for some of these sure, because yeah. in marauders it's kitty pride Iceman, pyro bishop emma and storm that's a cool cast man that's a cool cast I don't know what that book's going to be about, but that's a cool cast. It's got a couple of my favorites, particularly uh, Kitty Pride and, and Lockheed on the cover there. Yeah, so that's interesting. We also have, in the cast of New Mutants, it looks like we have Cypher, Wolfbane, Magic, uh, Chamber, um, Moonstone, that's her name, right? Yep, Danny. Danny Moonstone, I don't know who that is. Who this? Yeah. That's, isn't that, who'd you just say? That's um, Cypher, isn't it? Or no. I mean, Psyche. Psyche, okay, yes. Um, yeah, and, Sun, and Sunspot. And Sunspot. Yeah. And then uh, Gordo's down there. In the, isn't, that his, isn't that the guy from... Or Mondo, I mean. I don't from, know him. Um, Gen X. Oh, I, don't know, I didn't know him, so maybe. Uh, then we have one of my personal favorite groups, usually, uh, X-Force. Yeah, let me move the mic over this way. Yeah. Uh, X-Force is, again, a really interesting group, because it looks like it's Domino, mm-hmm. Colossus... Oh, there's Beast. Oh, okay, so yeah. Beast comes around. Yeah, somewhere. so Gene... Domino, Wolverine, Colossus, Beast, a version of Mr. Sinister, and I don't know who that is. It looks like Domino again. Who that? Yeah. That's Sage, I think. Sage? Okay. Yeah, it looks like Sage to me. Did you see... Um, oh, and um, Quentin... Kid... Quentin... His name is Kid Omega. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's go with Kid Omega. Yeah. Quentin Choir, I think? Something like that. Too cute. And then we have the two kind of like anomaly books to me. Uh, Fallen Angels, which was a title... A really long time From, ago, like, a, like the mid '80s, yeah, which was a good book. Yeah, it was a good series. And it's Psylocke, 
X-23, and Young Cable. So I have a theory about this book. I think Fallen Angel means people who don't agree with the cloning. Yeah, because those are all people who have uh, been fucked in some way by cloning. Yeah. So Fallen Angels make sense of people who maybe are banished mm-hmm. from uh, from this perfect Or chose to, to not be a part of it. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they'd be banished necessarily, unless they want to try to hide themselves. Like, yeah. And then we have another kind of anomaly book, Excalibur. I don't, yeah. <clears throat> I think it's only an anomaly because of the cast. Yeah. You would, you would, honestly, you would suspect the Marauders cast to be here in, in Excalibur. Yeah, honestly, yeah. So it's um, Jubilee, Apocalypse, Rogue, and I don't really know the rest of them. That's Gambit. Gambit. And I don't know, I don't have any idea who that guy is. And to who's be the one in the middle? That's Psylocke? That's Psylocke. In just different as, costume? As I think she's going to be the new Captain Britain. Okay, so Psylocke's in two books. Yeah, I think that is, what's her name? Psylocke's clone. Oh, yeah. Starts with a K, doesn't it? I don't remember. Okay. Well, that's Psylocke's clone, I'm, I'm fairly certain. And okay. That's, and that's Betty Broderick's Psylocke. Yeah. Because, yeah, like I said, in Fallen Angels, all those people have been cloned before. Mm-hmm. So they'd probably be against this whole yeah, resurrection that's why thing. I think that is the clone of Psylocke. Yeah. Because so of that cast. All these books, we weren't originally going to get all of them, and now we're, you know, we are for the podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can take some of mine. I don't. <laughs> I didn't. I, I have... So, yeah, I have most of them subscribed already yeah. through... The ones through. you don't, you can take from my pocket. <laughs> but I do have I do have all the first issues ordered. Yeah, so I'll read all the first issues and what's then going on. Because we'll take from there. Hickman's writing two of them, so I'm assuming those would be the most important ones. Yeah. He's, new Mutants. I think, yeah, I think he's plotting New Mutants and Ed Brisson is um, writing it. Writing it. And um, for X-Force, I really like Benjamin Percy. Percy? It's the only one so far from the art that I haven't been... Too keen on? Yeah. And, like, I don't know what Marauders is going to be. Like, what's the point of the book yet? Okay, so <laughs> we have our first question Ooh. from Twitter. And it kind of goes Potential listener questions. Yes, <laughs> love it. So this question comes from at Classic X Books. Of the six books that offshoot from Hoxpox, which ones are you excited for and think have a strong future? And which do you think could have problems going forward? So for me, can can you pull that? Like, I can. Yeah, yes. let me see that again, just because I want to talk certain characters too. So for me, the ones I'm most excited about, I am most excited about New Mutants, Excalibur, and Marauders. Okay. Because of not really knowing jack shit about plot, but I lo- the creators obviously are really good writers on all of them. The art already looks pretty cool. Yes. But that cast, man, these are all of my favorite mutants are on these teams. Like, my favorite mutants are Gambit and Rogue. Yeah. Hands down. Who are, are they still married? They are married. Yeah. Well, they were at the they end. They are married. Exactly. They are married, but I don't know if they're still married. Uh, yeah, they were married. I mean, they are married at the end of the run, the um, Mr. and Mrs. X run. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, I, I don't know what's happening in this brave new world we live in, but <laughs> don't don't hurt my, my loves. Um, but also, I love Jubilee. I love Psylocke. I love Apocalypse. That's going to be a fun, fun one to follow. New Mutants are all like, I read them as being younger, especially thrown in Generation X people. Like Chamber is one of my favorites. Yeah, I love, underrated character. I love Chamber, but Magic is also one of my favorites. Cipher, who is Wolf sometimes Bane? a time traveler, so I'm wondering that's going to mean anything. Who Cipher? Yeah, yeah. No, not Cipher. Uh, um, Magic. Magic. Yeah, she's been a time traveler. Yeah, I mean, she's not somebody to fuck around with. No. And then you got. Just look at that Marauders cover, first and foremost. How it's can you not cover, be stoked yeah. for it? But Kitty Pride, Wisecrack and Iceman, 
Emma Frost trying to keep everyone together. It's Storm gonna be a, a lighter being the book because the writer is the guy who's been writing Deadpool for yeah, the past like, like that. Five that's years. definitely a funny person, and yeah. like, so those are the ones I'm most, most, most excited. And for. what do you think? Which one might not work? Just so, from, just from looking at the title. From looking at the titles, I my Fallen Angels is the one I, I think might kind of be like the weakest one. Mm-hmm. My second bet would be X Force. See, X-Force, I do know a tiny bit about the plot, and it sounds really interesting. Okay. Apparently, the X-Force now is supposed to be like the CIA yeah, of Krakow. Yeah, that's what I heard, yeah. And I'm like, that could be really so interesting. So that'll be, that'll, that'll be the... Act- well, I mean, it's X-Force, so obviously it's going to be the action book. Yeah, doing but little like, espionage yeah, things that I mean, maybe that, you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. Like, the, the Fallen Angel one just seems like it might... It, it has the potential to fall flat mm-hmm. to me. Like, that's like Excalibur, It looks like a secret been, group, right? Yeah. I've never been too much into Excalibur, so that's why when I look up, thinking like, eh. sure, yeah, I've never. I mean, uh, Kitty Pride was there, and Nightcrawler was there. Yeah. Like, I I read them, but yeah, they were not always my favorite. But with that crew, I think it'd be a good story. So Hickman said that the main X Men book will be more episodic than the other books. Okay, like it would be like different each issue almost. Or? Yeah, only every issue is gonna be a different group and like mm-hmm. what's going on in the world and everything. So the like book, an anthology almost. Yeah. So the book I think could go down the most because you know it all depends on sales if one of these books isn't selling well they're just going to cancel it. it's going to mess it. everything up and that's between to me fallen angels and excalibur again it depends what's actually yeah. about mm-hmm. you know um there's people like us that want to read everything to get this major story is going to write awesome. yeah you got us we're suckers yeah we're... and they you did put announce gambit and rogue in a book and i'm there <laughs> add jubilee on top of it i'm like fuck it dude you put jubilee back in a book like hell yeah man and then we got a Comic Con this year at New York Comic Con. They announced soon is going to be a Wolverine only book. You're going to be reading that one on your own. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna, you can have at the end of every episode. You can have a Wolverine Wolverine update. corner. Yeah, Wolverine <laughs> update again. You can read my co- my copy. You know, I I love the character of Wolverine, but that's if it's the reason for having it. You know, I care about it. Mm-hmm. But I'll give, um, it the, I'll give it a go. But like, man, too much. Too much of Wolverine goes... Which Marvel will never learn. No. Because like, it makes little, money. A little bit of Wolverine is is just... You can get miles out of. Like, as like, a character... Like, like this story. Awesome. Where he just killed that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's such like, a small, great moment. When he popped up in these stories, like, oh, he served a vital role. It was yeah. good. One of my favorite scenes is that little one with him just hugging Gene and, and, yeah. and Scott. You great. know, like, I love Wolverine, but man, does he get old quick. He does. Unfortunately, uh, he doesn't, though. Now, also... <laughs> <laughs> now, also, it comes to theories we have. We were talking about this really early on. Jean. Jean has only been wearing Marvel her Girl. Marvel Girl stuff. Yep. Is there a chance just to clean up any future problems when they reincarnate her maybe a they long time ago? They rebooted her Just said, don't Phoenix. worry about, yeah, don't worry about this Phoenix shit. Because she is the only character I've seen wearing old clothes and referring mm-hmm. to herself as Marvel Girl, I believe. Yeah. Like... And that scene where she was being attacked by the Sentinels, she didn't seem as powerful. She, yeah. Uh, she definitely seemed less sure of herself yeah. than the Jean that I know and love. You yeah. know, like she seemed more like a child, but it's not teen Jean. Because no. she's gone now, right? Yes. Like, didn't they, that, yeah, they, they fixed all that. Yeah, they so fixed like, the Benda stuff, which we'll get into one day, sadly. So, like, I don't know what it could be other than either she made the decision to be lighter. Mm-hmm. Because she's a telepath and she was given some information probably too about what's going on. And she's yeah. like, you know what? I'm stepping back. Or, yeah, they rebooted her as a, a younger version of herself. Because mature adult Jean would be on the council. She'd be like semi-control. Well, she is. She is? Oh, no, no. It was no. Storm. It was Storm. 
Oh no, she is. She... Yeah, it was Storm Jean and, and Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Okay, yeah. yeah, she is on the council. She's on the council. Okay, but she didn't seem as like, well, except for that one moment. So when they were prosecuting Sabretooth, yeah, and Emma was messing with his mind to calm him down, she mm. couldn't on her own. And then Jean just helped went, in, yeah. And she, all she said was quiet, and he like just started drooling over the floor. Yeah. So like at that one moment, it's like okay, well that's Jean, like. It could just be writing. It could just be like, yeah, it could just be something I haven't explained yet. Yeah. Uh, there were some criticisms I saw. Yeah, there were some criticisms I saw of people saying, like, all the characters sound the same, but I think that's also intentional. Yeah, I think so too. Because they're all at peace. Like, in that very first issue, we had Wolverine playing with kids, like, yeah. in a field. And, that's, and I saw a lot of people getting upset about them. Like, that's not out of character for Wolverine. No, he's Wolverine. happy sometimes. <laughs> he's been a mentor to Shadowcat, he's been a mentor to Jubilee. Like, Rogue. Mainly young Rogue. women. He like, likes sure. being a father figure. Yeah, and and somehow they've managed to mostly not make it creepy. Yeah, that's true. Because it never, uh, it never feels, it always feels like he's protecting them, like yeah, a daughter that he yeah. doesn't have, even though now he kind of has one. Yeah. But don't protect him like his son, because he drowned his son in a puddle, because his son's bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dakin, Dakin's not a good person. You, you but, do what you got Which, I, it might not matter, because now everyone's on the same side. That's the thing. Who are the antagonists if everyone's on the same side right now? So, antagonists. <laughs> we have mankind. And we have post-humanity. May- and maybe some futuristic aliens. And probably the phalanx in yeah. some way is going to come back. But we have, like, what, seven books? Yeah. Like, There's a lot of story to be told here. So, it, like... I, I'm looking from from a, a nerd standpoint, I am looking forward to the ones that kind of go on the the political science part of it. Like, yes. how are they going to run this country? They Don't have a nation now. Like, how are they going to run this? So those are going to be some of my favorite stories. Well, I'm shocked sure. that none of these books are called Hellfire Club. Just, yeah. just called Hellfire. Yeah, and because, I mean, the one with Emma Frost seems the most hellfiery of them. Yeah, especially now we know that Kitty's going to join them. Yeah. And they mention, like, Who's gonna run and this? And she stuff. has been like, as somebody who's been rereading the old like uh, Claremont run. Yeah, like, she's grown up so much. Em, but no, yeah, she has. But like, also, goddamn. Also, Emma has been like wanting to mentor Shadowcat forever. Yeah, like she's always knew she was special. Yeah, and like she kept trying to even in those early issues when she was running the the Massachusetts Academy. Yeah, when she was still a villain, she was always trying to get Kitty Pride there. Well. The times you haven't been reading, she's been a leader. She's led the X Men for a few years Who, now. Yeah. yeah, no, 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 no Emma. Um, a Kitty. Uh, yeah, Kitty. Yeah, Kitty. I, I do know about Kitty's leadership role. Yeah. Yeah, she's been the leader of the X Men for a few years. She ran the school for a long time. Uh, when after Xavier died for the eight hundredth time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so no, I'm really excited for all these books. I can't wait for you listeners to join us on this adventure of reading all these books. Like I said, we're gonna try and keep it like maybe biweekly. Yeah, we're gonna try. Yeah, we'll. we'll, we'll... We'll well, the news is still fresh. Uh, yeah, we'll figure out a good schedule. It's but, definitely not going to be weekly. No. But we'll no. try to do a couple issues, an episode. Yeah. I don't want to do it monthly because then it kind of be old news yeah. in a month. But uh, this week, probably when you're, by the time it's uploaded and you listen to it, issue one of X-Men's coming out this week. A lot of places are having launch parties, so check out your local comic oh, book yeah, store. Yeah. I'll probably try to do that. If they're having a launch party for that book, you know. Um, you got to keep me posted on the variants. <laughs> yes. Do you know when... Listeners, I'm showing him the variant cover of Marauders, where my girl Kitty Pride looks like a full-on badass pirate lady. I can order. Do you, for you. know when that variant comes out? Because I want I that as don't, a print. but I can probably order it. Okay. I know how to do special keep, orders. Okay. Yeah. Keep keep me posted on that. I'll pay you for it. Yeah. I mean, I want that. I, um, I'm, I'm gonna. I don't have any comics framed. I'm getting that one framed. That's I really love nice. That it's fucking really nice one. Uh, I actually have one variant from the first issue of uh, House of X, mm-hmm. which I, apparently was a good idea because like they sold out, man. 
first editions of these books have gone crazy, particularly issue two of House of X, because yeah. a lot of comic book stores order heavy on so issue one. So ahead of yeah. time, too. And then issue two, they think it's going to die out. They mm-hmm. don't know how the book's going to do, so yeah. they don't get that much of it. So there weren't that many issues. And issue given twos. that people have been sleeping on X-Men fandom for a while anyway, exactly. I don't think anyone realized how... Well, how... it's Marvel's fault, because every time they say, this is an earth-shattering issue, everything's going to change, yeah. and it's bullshit. Yeah. But this has not been bullshit so mm-hmm. far. So I cannot wait to see what happens. If you want to get variants, you definitely should. Yeah. Um, a lot of them are going for really a lot of money right now. The, the connecting variants of issue one. Oh of, yeah. Yeah, of House of X and Power yeah, of X. That's a good one. They're going for a lot right now. So thank you guys for joining us. Absolutely. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Madman three thousand five. Josh, where can they find you? You can find me at Xbrarian. It's librarian with an X. There you go. Because I'm an X-Men fan. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. Please uh, like and share to all your friends. Absolutely. And we'll see you next time. And thanks for the question. Send in any more questions. Ruined my send-off. I I wasn't done. I'll try to get You go. You go. When you, you, uh, if you have questions for us next time, feel free to share. Put them on either of our Twitters. And we'll see you next time. That's my pun. Is that good? All right. See y'all later. Tried to find me, but I'm at the ozone. Got a weak mind, he's cracked like the old phone. I'm psionic, don't try to hex me. Blue and go, everything hop in the